The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast, the master's class. Right here exclusively on the Busted Open Podcast. Don't forget, you can listen to Busted Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. But you get exclusive content right here on the Busted Open Podcast, including this show, The Masters Class. And we do it with our Masters Class, including Bully Ray, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer. Guys, welcome to this edition of The Masters Class. Hi, hello there. Hello. I'm excited. So, guys, it's a new year. So we're doing the master's class. We're doing the next class. We're doing what stars we think from the ages 25 and under. This episode, we're doing the men. Next episode, we're doing the women. So it's called master's class, the next class. So I'm really interested to hear the young up-and-coming stars that you guys have in mind for this edition of the master's class. And if it's okay, gentlemen, I'm raising my hand, and I would like to go first because at the age of 24, I'm doing Braun Breaker, Braun Breaker, who just won the NXT Championship on NXT 2.0 this last Wednesday night. And, guys, I don't know if you agree or disagree. I think that Braun Breaker, now your NXT champion, I wouldn't be shocked if he could be somebody that we see on the main roster maybe as soon as the Royal Rumble. What do you guys think? I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, he, he's hot as there, as you can get somebody right now. Why not put him out there? It's crazy to hear you say that, Dave, because just this past week, somebody called into the show and talked about Braun Breaker being in the main event of WrestleMania. Now, I know that was a little ambitious, but you didn't mm-hmm. think it was time for Braun Breaker to be at WrestleMania. Now, you're suggesting after he wins the NXT Championship that he actually makes it into uh, or two, the Rumble. I, I think the I think Braun Breaker is a is a great choice. He he has everything that it takes to become a future WWE superstar. He works like his father Rick. He talks like his father Scott. And the Steiner brothers were over and a great tag team and great individuals their entire life. What did I say wrong? Well, you said he has two dads, but he actually you said has he has two. You said he works like his father Scott Rick and his father Scott. Mark just shook his head. I was on mute. <laughs> I just started. Yeah, those those two dads are pretty strong. Pretty <laughs> damn strong. And you know that the biggest thing that he's got on his side, pedigree. The WWE holds pedigree at a really high regard. 
I, I, I would think that, you know, my son Jacob being second generation would be uh, more valued than I was because of pedigree and being somebody that has a back storyline that we always, we, we, we watched uh, star Wars and uh, we watched the uh, star treks and all of these shows, the Marvel universe. And, and we love the backstory. And that's, that's something that's held at a really high regard at WWE and man, Brian is, he's got it. His, his dad and his uncle uh, are storied pedigree wrestlers. No, and it's really quick, Tommy, before we get your take, because Bully mentioned something that a caller said uh, recently on our, our daily show, Busted Open, and it said that, hey, could we see Braun Breaker in the main event at WrestleMania? Like Bully said, I think that's a little too soon, I mean, to be in a main event at, at this year's WrestleMania, but here I am mentioning the Royal Rumble. Now, maybe it didn't work for Keith Lee, but maybe we, we do see Braun Breaker not necessarily win the Rumble, but make an impression at the Royal Rumble. So, Tommy, I mean, that might be a, a clue that we might see him on the main roster sooner rather than later. Yeah, I feel uh, he will be. Um, I'm looking at who would be his contender in NXT to take the title off of him. Uh, that would be, it's hard right now because there is no contender, somebody to stand up to him uh they should keep him on the trajectory as the face of the brand the baby face of the brand so that means every opponent that he faces should be a heel keep him mm -hmm. special as you know he kicked down split in half the old nxt logo that x before he won the title so now he is the face of that brand he's a great face for that company because the future is wide open i would not want to see him win the royal rumble just because then what happens to nxt um, as well as too fast, too soon. Where do you go from there? Let him have a nice run as the face and then eventually move him. It will happen this year, but move him to the main uh, brand of Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, it definitely does. Braun Breaker is my choice for that class, 25 and under. Bully, who do you got? I think mine's the most obvious of all the uh, of the choices. And I, I haven't heard Tommy's or Mark's. I'm sure they got an excellent one. Uh, yours was excellent also, but mine is absolute no-brainer. The biggest star under 30 right now in the entire world of pro wrestling is Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF. He is, I, I don't even know what to say anymore about him. We know how great he is on the microphone. We know he has the it factor. He has all the tools to become one of the biggest stars in the wrestling industry. I mean, he's 25 years old. What is his ceiling and why? I'm, I'm willing to listen to any argument out there. Some people might say, well, his in-ring work isn't as great as some of the other younger guys. When you're that good of a personality, when you're that great on the microphone, you don't have to be that great in the ring. MJF is good in the ring. And that's all you ever have to be when you're as uh, superior a talker, superior, a storyteller as an MJF. Mark, I know you want to chime in with something. Man, Hogan was not the best wrestler. Warrior was not the best wrestler. Goldberg was not the best wrestler. But they had so many other qualities that made them special and historic and great and special to this business that you didn't have to be Kurt Angle and be able to wrestle a Mac Classic with anybody all you had to do was go out there and captivate the people, grasp their heartstrings. MJF makes you feel a certain way. 
Hogan made you feel a certain way. He could talk. He could wrestle. But what, what, what was it that we all loved? And, and it was the energy. It was the listen to me, young hulksters. Come with me on this journey. I'm going to take you over the top. We're going to eat our vitamins. And we're gonna... it was we, we, we. MJF invokes feeling. And that's what makes him probably the most special wrestler in the world right now, regardless of age. Uh, what, what, go ahead, Tommy. I think MJF, if you think about it, he hasn't had that many matches actually uh, in AEW because he's so strong on the mic. But I have watched uh, some of his matches where, you know, he had a great one with Darby. He, I've wrestled him. He's really good and he's only going to get better. I mean, think literally, I always say, look at us, look at yourself in the mirror. At 25, I'm now rolling with Raven and just getting to start to hit that stride. Um, for you at 25, Bully, you're in early ECW and, you know, just getting solidifying, you know, you and Devon. Mark, you're in WWE at 25? Yeah. Yeah. And it's also making a gazillion dollars a year. <laughs> and, but it's also the opponents that you're working because a lot of, people helped all of us become better workers and you know we always say this with time and i feel every wrestler between 28 and 32 is your is your beyond where you, it, usually the light goes on and it it clicks for you you know it's hey, you know when I, dave real quick mark brought up hogan you know whenever we talk about somebody who's always a great talker but not that great in the ring as a wrestler everybody brings up hogan what most people don't understand is that Hogan actually could really wrestle. If you've seen any of Hulk's stuff from Japan, he could wrestle. But what made Hulk's, Hulk special was that he was a great worker. You see, everybody these days is talking about, oh, this guy's such a great wrestler, a great wrestler. R great wrestlers are a dime a dozen. I don't care how great of a wrestler you are. I want to know how great of a worker you are because working encompasses everything. Working encompasses your ability to communicate on a microphone, tell a story on a microphone, wrestle in a ring, and, and tell a story in the ring. R workers will always trump wrestlers. Yep. Workers will always make more money than wrestlers. Being a great wrestler will only take you so far because when you're a great wrestler, what are they reacting to? They're reacting to the actual wrestling. When you're a great worker, they're reacting to you. Big difference. You know, Bully, yeah. I was thinking, those words are really clear because I was thinking about you Actually, I was watching a, a documentary, which I recommend, called Hired Guns. And it's about those, uh, you know, musicians that are on stage that may not necessarily play on the album, but they're kind of, whether it's in the studio or on stage, they're not actually a part of the band, but they're a hired gun for a band. And they're interviewing all these, you know, Hall of Fame rock and roll stars. And they're asking, what do you see in a guitarist? And they're like, there are a million amazing guitar players. But do you look like a star? Do you have presence when you're on the stage? Do you have chemistry with the rest of the band? Like there's so many facts. Like you said, there's there's a million great wrestlers out there. But do you have chemistry with who you're in the ring with? Do you look like a star? Do you have that presence where people are going to buy a ticket to see you or watch their TV screen to watch you in their living room? There's so much that goes into that. And MJF, whether he's a, a great worker now or will be a great worker Five years from now, he has a presence that some people who have been in the business 15, 20 years can't even come close to. Bob Kulik was a great guitar player. He just didn't have the look to be in Kiss. Yes. But his brother did, and he yep. became the guitarist exactly. for Kiss. So, uh, all right, let's move on. Um, Mark, 
Who do you have 25 or under in your class? You know, I, I, I'm, I was torn. Mm-hmm. And I ended up with Austin Theory because he's doing something that very few wrestlers get to do. And that is play Robin to Batman, which is playing Robin to Vince McMahon. Austin did it. Mankind did it. Rock did it. And you go down the list of guys that had those serious interactions with Vince, those storylines with Vince. Who did they become? The face of the company, the guy. And Austin Theory is on that trajectory. He's young. He can be groomed. He listens. He wants to be great. And he realizes the position that he's in. And he's doing what he's told. And he'll be a star. Um, He has a look. He looks like a young Schwarzenegger. And his body is starting to develop into being an adult. And the more defined and uh, body guy that he becomes with his ability to, as Bully said, work, he sells with his face. He sells with his body. But more than anything, he makes you feel a certain kind of way. I, I, whether it's I like him or I hate him, or, but he invokes something, some kind of feeling. And that's, that's what Bully said. He's a worker. He's getting you. And I think that they have a winner with him. Well, it's certainly like a bully. He's working with Vince McMahon. So if Vince McMahon sees something in him, then you know he's probably pushed to superstardom at some point. And Vince wants to be right. So he's going to make him right. And and I'll take it a step farther. And Mark and Tommy, you can feel free to shoot this down if you don't believe it. But we will. Vince- Vince being 74, 75 years old, you know, Vince is a very proud man. And I don't think Vince loves having himself on television anymore because he doesn't look like the Vince McMahon of 50 and 60 years old. So he's going out there, you know, not looking like the, you know, the man's man, Vince McMahon with bulging muscles. Yeah. He looks like he's getting a little older, but he's still putting himself out there to put the kid in the spotlight with him. And I said, and I think that speaks volumes to what Vince is willing to do to help get a younger talent over. I think that's a good point to be made. Um, Vince is very proud and has a, um, a certain uh, vanity or vainness to him. Yeah. Good word. And I feel like he feels that, Austin Theory will make people look at him rather than looking at Vince McMahon. And is is you know, that's a that's a wonderful thing for Theory because um he's got somebody that's willing to placate to him. And somebody like Vince to do it, bro, you it's hard to is you can you can get all the wrestlers in the world. They they might not always equal to having a Vince. McMahon co-signed for you. And and Bully said something that's very, very interesting, and I think it needs to be repeated. He said, Vince McMahon really doesn't want to be on TV anymore. So it's not like it's like, hey, I'm going to be on TV, so I need to find somebody that could be on TV with me. He's making that effort of something that he really doesn't want to do anymore for the sake of Austin Theory. I think that tells you right there that he's got that stamp of approval. Yeah. 
I'm, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm torn. Here's why. Um, and I know once I say it, like every friggin' dirt sheet's going to jump all over it. Uh, he was already up on the system and brought down. His opponent, his partner was uh, fired. His manager was fired, brought back to the company. I don't know at 24 years old if he'll be there in the WWE by the time he's 30 because of the system. And we all know how quickly you could fall out of favor. So um, I agree this could be a very, very interesting year for him because then I go back to, you know, people who've gotten the rub from Vince, Drew McIntyre, he was the appointed one. Bobby Lashley was the appointed one uh, and worked with, you know, WrestleMania, Donald Trump. There's been a lot of guys who were supposed to be the next guy. He's still employed because of his amazing in-ring. But remember all the next Paul Heyman guys would get the buzz. There was the Curtis Axels. There was the Cesaros. Ryback. Um, Ryback were all the next big thing. And then they're not the big thing anymore. And I just think because of that system. And I said this a long time ago. And I was just there in OVW. I literally lined up my developmental system. Put them all in the, on the bleachers. And the average age was 24. And I told them all, the majority of you will be unemployed by the time you were 30. And there was one person who, out of that entire system that was there, that was uh, made it the entire time there. Wow. That's just because of the system, not because of the talent. So Understood. that's just kind of. All right. It's weird. So set by your rules, Tommy, who do you think is part of that next class, 25 and under? Uh, and I just wanted to ask Mark, uh, you said you were torn. Who was your other person? Uh, Dante Martin. Ooh, that's a good one. Super young as well. And uh, especially Dante Martin that- and Hook are the other two. Hook's a good yeah. one. Because the, the people chose Hook. Yep. The people have chosen. That's that's super important. You have to shove a talent down somebody's throat. You know, people hear the music and they pop and stand up. And then when he gets in the ring, he delivers. And and Mark Hook uh, knocked CM Punk out of the number one spot for merchandise on Pro Wrestling Tees. As hot as CM Punk was coming out of August and September, Hook was able to do that. That's huge. That's that's unbelievable making that money at that age. And uh, what you you see the commercials, and they have the models, the guys with the chiseled face and the uh, super lean bodies. And they have a strength to them. They look tough, but they have the model look too. That's good. Mm-hmm. And you could say that uh, it's all about the women when you say sex sells. Um, Hook is is garnering the attention of the ladies, man. Like, I mean, women are standing up. They they doing everything but throwing their underwear on the stage. And that's going to happen one day. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> The more, the more over he gets, the more unbelievable things are going to happen, bro. He's got that James Dean thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. And Dante Martin, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody outside of Sheldon Benjamin with the balance and the explosiveness and the, 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 the ability to do things. Man, he walked all the way around the ropes. He, he'll, he'll jump from one side of the ropes to the other side of the ropes and moonsault. And uh, I, I mean, he, 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 he does some amazing, amazing things, and he's learning when to do it and where to put it. Wow. Before, I mean, he was just it. doing stuff haphazardly. It had no purpose. 
now the stuff that he does has a reason. Like, man, we can sit here. There's about 20 of them. Yeah. There's about, uh, about eight of them I see in WWE. There's about eight that I see on uh, on AEW. And then on the indies, there, there's, there's probably another eight guys that I feel like can be like a really special person in pro wrestling. Who, who, who is, who is yours, uh, Tom? Uh, to be honest, I didn't think about hook. Uh, that would have been a great choice. Dante Martin phenomenal. And it's also because like his move set, he's getting smarter and his baby face fire. He's another guy. And you said it the most importantly, the people have chosen these guys. Yeah. And, uh, both have a super bright future for me. It's uh jungle boy. I'm waiting for jungle boy to explode how MJF has exploded. I think, you know, work AEW has, you know, they did that t-shirt, the pillars, they have a foundation in that company and they're all under 30. We're doing on, you know, 25, but jungle boys got the look. His body is still developing his biggest uh, detriment would be his promos. MJF's called him out on the, on his promos, but he still can convey a message. What is he doing? He's hanging out with Christian who will help you learn um, when he decides to break away and it doesn't have to be a heel turn, but him and Luchasaurus are, are good. The fans get so behind that entrance and they sing for him, but he has delivered in big matches as well. And a lot of times he's lost and the people still believe in him through defeat because then they're going to pay to see him win. And I look at that guy and he's got all the tools and then eventually he's going to become jungle man. And he'll one day be the AEW champion. I know it. You know, we had uh, bully and I interviewed a jungle boy a while back and he said about the nerves that he gets when he has the microphone and he does promos. And you said that that's really the one weakness in his game right now, but you guys know better than any, I would think that that you can overcome that with time. And you just mentioned doing some work with the veterans in the back. Dave, man, l- literally, you're you're talking to, I hated cutting promos. At 24 years old, go watch Tommy Dreamer's promos. Bubba stuttered, and Mark Henry wasn't really the best promo in the world at 24. But then look what they surrounded us with. Look at the coaches that we had, and then look what we do for a living. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, even if I, if I could talk about Taz, Taz was afraid to talk. The first time Taz ever got a microphone was probably one of the most comical things I've ever seen. And then him and Paul Heyman got in a fight in the back because his first words ever in the middle of ECW arena, shit, fuck shit. Not even in cadence because he just blanked out. And think of how great of an announcer Taz comes. It comes with time. Wow. You know, you don't just become a great talker if you don't have the natural God-given gift. What you need is somebody, you know, like Tommy mentioned, a Paul Heyman. You need somebody who can identify that one thing inside of you, that one natural trait or quality that they can hook onto and draw out of you. With Taz, it was anger. Taz was a legitimately angry man in 1996, 97, 98. He was angry because his height always was a detriment to him in the world of wrestling. And he was angered because he felt he had been passed over. This was a legit shoot. Tommy can tell you. So what did Paul did? do he honed in on taz's anger what did paul do with tommy he honed in on he was the consummate underdog who always had to fight from underneath what did he do with me he honed in on the fact that i had an ability to push people's buttons you need that type of guy around you to see that one thing 
And all it takes, and that's why Dusty was so great down in NXT, because Dusty could find that one trait and frame it out and say, right there, that's where your money lies. Now let's bring it all out. Wow. Good point. And just I need to say this one more for, for wrestlers that are listening and for other people. You also need coaches that will look at you and say, that wasn't good. Do it again. Not enough of that. And also, not everything is great that you do. I literally would ha- be up at 3 o'clock in the morning after wrestling, and Paul would be like, what did you think? And I'd be like, I thought it was good. And he'd be like, do it again. And he would be getting me mad because then my mad would uh, show that I was not tired. I was angry about what happened. You need people to say, and you think about the great ones. You go back and you listen to their stories while, you know, the Michael Jordans, the Derek Jeters, Derek Jeter still doing batting practice, Michael Jordan still doing shoot arounds, all those things, the Tom Brady's, what they do, but they also have these great coaches that tell them, hey, maybe this, you, everything you do isn't the best. You don't need everyone blowing smoke up your ass. You need people that you trust that would tell you you're doing something wrong. I know I would walk through the back. I would have Paul, Terry Funk, Mick Foley all helping me. When I went to or have matches, I would literally turn to Bubba and be like, what'd you think? Then I'd be like, how was I moving? What was this? What was that? And he would say the same things to me. And yeah, we would throw in, you looked fat, blah, blah, blah. But it'd be like, hey, you move slow on this. Oh, no, that was good. This was good. You need that. You need that person you could go to in the back that will literally try to help improve your game and not just say everything that you do is great. And is, I'm going to add, I'm gonna add one more thing, awesome. Mark. That's so true. If you let, Let's just take one isolated moment in time. You're a younger wrestler and you do something in the ring. And 100 people on social media tell you it was great. But Mark Henry tells you that it wasn't as great as you thought it was. And you could have done this moment better. I suggest you listen to Mark Henry and not the 100 people who blew smoke up your ass because they don't know better. They might have liked it and enjoyed it. You could take it at face value, but Mark is going to tell you how you can have done it better, but most of all, made it mean more. Younger wrestlers need to stop listening to social media and listen to the very few knowledgeable veterans that are still alive and well and willing to teach. Yeah, and maybe Dave, listen to the audience I know we, well. I know we're going to close it up. Yep. But uh, like, you know, this is I'm, I'm patting myself on the back. I've been a world champion in three things and a national champion for six years and another thing. Every coach that I've ever had in every sport that I've ever been in told me. Who are you competing against? Are you competing against the guy that you you know you can beat? That makes you a spot picker. Don't you want to compete against the guy that did it the best ever? Sometimes you got to compete against ghosts. You got to compete against the people that have died already that did it 100 years ago, 50 years ago. If you want to be the best, don't compete against what you're seeing. Compete against the record. I wanted to be the record breaker. I wanted people to see it and go, man, that that Mark Henry broke the world record. Live forever. Live forever. And that's what these young people should think about. And if they do, and I, you know what? I Honestly, being around MJF, he, he wants to be the best. Hell yeah, he does. 
he's he, he's brilliant beyond his years as a psychologist. He can see it. The only two people in my lifetime that I've ever seen with his acronym for understanding is The Rock and Kurt Angle. Good fucking company. Good company. Mm. Well studied. Always like this. Watching wrestling, 1974, 1982, 1990. He's a studier. You want to be, be in this conversation of great young people? And you listen to this podcast and you adopt everything you heard. You're going to be all right. Well, we'll see where all these wrestlers are five years from now when we do this show and we look back on who we picked in 2022. Guys, thank you so much. Bully Ray, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer. Don't forget, you can listen to Busted Open live Monday through Saturday, our daily show for three hours on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. But please subscribe and comment and rate the Busted Open podcast. This was the Masters Class. Talk to you next week right here on the Busted Open podcast. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.